and welcome to the Jacob Roth Show. I'm Jacob Roth, the person the show is named after. And let's just jump right into it. So I've been looking and listening, more listening, not really looking at all, back on previous episodes. And there is one thing that I have noticed about the show. It's boring. No one likes to sit there and just listen to me regurgitate the scores of the games they watched and give maybe two minutes of commentary on it. So what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and shift to instead of talking as much about what happened the week previous, turn those into more like segments like you'd hear, you know, on a good podcast that'll talk about things, for example, how I think Mac Jones has the potential to be like a Kobe to Michael Jordan, if that makes sense. So how Michael Jordan did things a certain way and then Kobe emulated that the best he could that, Saturday, that Sunday night game with a, a Mac Jones against uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, just the way he does a lot of things are very similar to Tom Brady when he was younger. And I'll get into that a lot more later because that's something I'm really, I'm really like interested in. But I think that so, that's something that to think like, I want to do stuff like that where it's a lot more segments of me talking about a specific thing, how I think Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes could be our next Manning Brady, and they're in the same conference, and that'll be so fun. Um, what I mean by the next Manning Brady is how this is a, a lineup that gets hyped up, and I think the last time they played it was like Manning Brady 7. Like, they'll be, maybe not that, because they'll play two times every year, they won't have a chronicled number, but these will be guys that will be going back and forth, fighting over who controls the AFC. Um, if the Chargers can get everything figured out around Justin Herbert. So I think doing types of things like that are going to be a lot more entertaining for you guys because I'll get a lot more passionate about it. And I think that it'll just be a better overall product. Yeah, just a better overall product. So with that being said, this one's going to be a little bit shorter of an episode because I failed you guys last week, got super busy. Doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. This is also important to me. And it needs to be prioritized bigger than me taking a nap because I worked uh, two extra shifts on that Thursday when I normally leave it wide open to just work on the podcast. But that doesn't matter. So I'm going to try to squeak in about a 30-ish minute episode, give or take. I'll pretty much just get passionate about a couple things. Nebraska, Mac Jones. uh, Maybe even touch on the Herbert thing because I think Herbert's a lot of fun to watch how the scheduling affects things a lot in terms of teams that look good at the beginning of the year. Uh, cough, cough, the Raiders, the Broncos, as well as... I guess the Raiders played some good teams. Mostly the Broncos and the Panthers got a good uh, taste of, oh, wow, we've just played teams that are really bad so far. We haven't really played any real competition. But yeah, so I'll just... It's going to turn into that type of format. If you like that, awesome. Let me know. Uh... Via email, thejacobrossshow.com at gmail.com. Well, it's not .com. It's thejacobrossshow at gmail.com. Send that. Send on over emails. Or feel free to go over to the YouTube page where there is a video that's going to be talking about Nebraska and the just joyous time I had going to the game. Maybe. I'm not sure if that's going to go up. Because I don't know if I'll have the time because I do have to go to work in a couple hours again. But that's not the point. It's, it's you and me time. Going to try to make this more entertaining. 
I'll probably will run down kind of through the games because just to like refresh my memory because I do have notes on a couple things that I do really want to talk about, but I don't have notes on absolutely everything. So I might be looking at an NFL schedule for week four, which is the used to be the quarterway. I think what I'm going to start doing or start doing since it's 18 weeks total because each team plays 17 ga- 17 games and there's a bye week, right? Every team only has one bye week still, right? Oh, maybe they have two, so it's 19, because then you can't split it into thirds. Anyway, that's going to be another one. I'm going to do my quote-unquote quarter of the way through. MVP, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, uh, Comeback Player of the Year. And I won't do Coach of the Year or anything like that, because right now it's kind of everything's wobbly-jubbly. Probably Brandon Staley, but that's not the point. Not the point. With that being said, uh, let's just get right into it. So, to start everything off, let's just jump right into the game that I talked about to kind of show, start the show off, the, the segment I talked about, not the game specifically that I talked about. Start everything off, that's going to be Mac Jones and the Patriots facing off of Tom Brady and the Bucks. So, this was a game that I was really worried about. I'm a Patriots fan and I'm going to keep it a buck with all of you because I'm going to just be honest with you, I was terrified for this game. I thought Tom Brady was going to come in with a vendetta and just show New England what they they lost and what they're missing. And then there was the whole, like, it was like probably the most hyped regular season game I'd seen in a long time. I do remember, I think it was two or three years ago, there was a Chiefs-Rams game, year one of the Sean McVay experience, that was a super hyped and it was like one of the most, most points put up in a regular season, it was like 50 to 50. It was like 50-something to 50-something. Almost went to overtime. That was pretty hyped uh, just because it was two really high-powered offenses. I think on Thursday Night Football, I think it was Thursday Night Football, that I just remember that game being really hyped. But this one was definitely up there. The return as NBC pegged it. Tom Brady comes back into Gillette, gets cheered when he walks in and does his sideline, run down the sideline, do the fist pump. Let's go! Let's go! Um, he got cheered for that. But then, on the first drive out, the man gets booed. Which I don't... This is something that I thought was kind of crazy. A lot of places thought that Boston... (laughs) A lot of people thought that Boston fans would just... Like, be like, oh yeah, I want Tom to win. Don't care about the Patriots winning. And I thought that was a little stupid. Because, yeah, I, I love seeing... I've become a closeted Bucks fan... I love seeing Tom Brady do good. I love seeing him, like, succeed. But I didn't want him to win the game, like, at all. I wanted Bill to get the dub. I wanted Mac Jones to show up. And that's what this whole segment's about. Mac Jones showed up. Tom Brady, 22 for 43, 269. Mac Jones, 31 for 40, 275. Two touchdowns and a pick. Tom Brady, zeros in both those categories. So, it was raining really bad, so that might have had something to do with Brady. I'm not going to discount that. But if you take, both of them had to play in the rain. You could argue that Tom Brady had less rain time because for some reason, during Tom Brady's drive, the rain just stopped. His drive in the fourth quarter to go score, the rain just stopped for some reason. And 
that was not fun. I got this like gut feeling and then the rain stopped and I was like, oh my goodness, he's gonna this is what everybody else feels like every single time they play Tom Brady and give him it was like eight minutes to score or five minutes to score. It was a bunch of time to score. And I was like, okay, this sucks. So Tom so but Rain was part of it, so maybe that's why Tom Brady's numbers look so bad. But Mac Jones played really well. And everybody's like, oh, but all he was doing was dinking and dunking and throwing these short balls. He was dead center in the league for uh, how far his passes went downfield past the line of scrimmage. It's like 8.3, and that's puts him at 15th. And Tom Brady was like 8.1. So, like, they were almost neck and neck throwing the ball downfield about the same amount per throw. So, I don't... This game, I don't see if I could see... And it's also raining. Every quarterback ever would be doing that. I don't care if you're Derek Carr. Maybe old Brett Favre wouldn't have cared about the rain and just yeeted the ball as far as he could. But that's something that I don't want... In every other game, I I, I can agree with it. He dinks and dunks a lot. Because that's what he's good at. He's a good, short, accurate passer. And he did show a long-arm ball this game that I really like. So, Mac Jones looks super good. But the thing that I, I, I brought the like the comparison up earlier is Mac Jones has talked about it. You see it in his game. He watched Tom Brady growing up, which is kind of hard to considering Tom Brady's been in the league for, I think this is year 20 or year 19, and Mac Jones is 20-something. So, like, his whole life. He's been watching Tom Brady. Tom Brady's your great quarterback. Mac Jones is a great quarterback, or was a quarterback, probably wants to be great. So you emulate that type of stuff. But you watch Mac Jones move around the pocket. He moves around the pocket like Tom Brady. It's not these big, crazy, like, duck under guys' arms and flail around. It's just like a casual step to the right or a step forward or, like, a, like a slow jog. back. It's never these panic. It, it never feels like he's panicked. And he was getting hit all game. Um, I don't know the exact number in terms of, like, rushes and things like that hurries quarterback hurries but mac jones i felt was getting hit two out of every three dropbacks whether it was considered a hurry or if it was just like a guy got through and pushed him at the end but he was under duress this whole game he didn't have a whole lot of breathing room but he still hung in there and went 31 for 40 through 19 completions in a row which was a rookie record also a record for the patriots set by tom brady Mac Jones looked great. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. Um, one thing that did baffle me kind of, but back to the comparison before I jump into that other, the other thought. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be Tom Brady. I'm going to throw that out there now so I don't get words put in my mouth. Mac Jones, I don't think will be Tom Brady the same way I don't think Kobe Bryant was Michael Jordan. But I think... Mac Jones has been the best-looking rookie quarterback so far. Yeah, he doesn't have the same dazzling arm talent as Trevor Lawrence had. Or has, I should say. Definitely looked better than Justin Fields week one. Week two, Justin Fields didn't look as bad. He looked a lot. Justin Fields looked really good. They just got up so quick. by four. I think it was 14-0 in the first quarter against the Lions. And so Justin Fields just looked. Didn't get an opportunity to really stretch everything out. And he didn't run up for a whole lot. I think he ran for like nine yards or something. But he threw pretty efficiently. So Justin Fields, I'm, that's debate still up. Trey Lance, debate still up. Hasn't got a ton of time. Didn't look great um, in the time he did get when Jimmy G went down with a calf injury. And uh, Zach Wilson, congrats to him. Got his first win this week against uh, the Titans. But hasn't looked 
Every quarterback's had sparks, but Mac Jones has been the most consistent-looking rookie, has looked really good. So with all of that being said, I don't think that Mac Jones is going to be Tom Brady because that's... I don't think I'll see what Tom Brady does again. But I think the Patriots have found their guy. The one thing I'm excited to see is when Josh McDaniels finally just lets him play. Because I feel like at Alabama, Mac Jones didn't do the dink and dunk thing. He handed the ball off to Najee Harris, which is so sad that he's in Pittsburgh. Terrible situation for him, but he looks great. Hands the ball off to Najee Harris, or play actions back to the defense, and then throws deep balls still very accurately. All this accuracy that was hyped about him coming into the draft was about his, like, not, he doesn't have crazy arm strength, but his, like, post wrap. It wasn't just, oh, he dinks and dunks it really accurately. He hasn't, he's just very smart with how he does everything. He's a super smart guy. Uh, I was listening to, I believe it was the Ryan Rosillo podcast, or maybe it was the NFL, Ringer NFL show. One of those two podcasts talked about how Mac Jones is such a smart, like, every team knew that he was a smart football player coming in. Like, one team installed uh, a package with him, and then three months later, right before the draft, asked him, hey, teach us that package we installed with you, and he did it perfectly. He said, why they're running this play? Who's coming in? Who's going out and why? He went through all the steps with this offense, like, that he learned three months ago one time. So, okay, sum everything up. I'm super excited. Mac Jones is awesome. I've got a Mac Jones jersey. I'm just all in, invested. 31 for 275 and two touchdowns with one interception against a team that knew they were throwing the ball that's also very important Tampa Bay's secondary super beat up Richard Sherman might be their number one which is crazy because he wasn't on a team until Wednesday of the week of this game which that Wednesday puts it like it's like September 29th and the game was played on October 3rd like it was very little turnaround and he was starting showing how desperate that the uh, Buccaneers are for some some secondary depth but yeah Excited about Mac Jones. Not going to ramble about that for too long. I feel like I've been on that one for probably about 10 minutes now. A little under that probably. So, yeah, that's going to be my my little Mac Jones party. He looked really good. I'm really worried about the Patriots offensive line because on paper they should be so much better. And they're just really, really not. Which is depressing. But that segues into something else speaking of offensive lines the Pittsburgh Steelers are a very proud franchise and I don't like the Steelers but I respect them their offensive line is not giving Big Ben any help at all I'm not saying that Big Ben is not toasted and cooked and done and should have been done because I really think he is he can't throw the ball very he had a really beautiful ball to start the game to Deontay Johnson and it was an absolute beautiful deep ball, but that was all that he had in the tank. That was the end of that. He just threw the deep ball and then was like, okay, dink and dunk, going to give my running back 14 targets or 12 targets. Maybe it was 14 targets and 12 catches. That is terrible. Like, I'm all for your running back being part of your passing game, but Christian McCaffrey, probably one of the most electric running backs with the ball in his hands in open space like off of a, a catch, doesn't get that type of target share. It It's just crazy offenses across the nfl were kind of nuts this week just with however dallas they like only threw the ball 20 times and just ran the ball down the throats of 
Carolina, which was like crazy. Didn't run the ball down their throats. Tight ends got a lot of work. Receivers didn't do very well. But back to the Steelers' offensive line. I don't entirely blame Big Ben. I think he's done, but I definitely think that that offensive line is hurting that team a lot more than just Big Ben being old and not able to throw the ball downfield as much. Chase Claypool's kind of, I don't want to say disappointed because he's obviously only in year two, but like from what he did in year one or the first 13 weeks of year one compared to what he's doing now, just it looks different. I just, I'm worried about his health, being able to stay healthy and things like that. They kept it competitive somehow with the Packers, but it didn't feel like that watching that game. It was definitely like, oh yeah, no, look, look at all these things we're doing and look how close it is, but it definitely did not in any way, shape or form feel like a game that was in a remotely competitive sphere at all. Just, it was, it was bad. Uh, another team, Offen- it's not really offensive line. Well, kind of. Honestly, offensive lines are underappreciated, and when you get a good one, you should be pumped. And when you have a bad one, and you like have sparks, that's honestly where you're going to start seeing cracks. So the Raiders got manhandled by the Chargers last night. I'm recording this on Tuesday morning. Just destroyed by the Chargers. And it was, it, it was all because Derek Carr was getting constant pressure. In the second half... Well, it was 0 to 14 or 21 to 0 going into halftime. The so Raiders in that third quarter figured out, "Oh, let's leave Josh Jacobs back to block and let's like let's give Derek Carr a little bit of time to try and hit uh, Henry Ruggs and and Darren Waller and all his guys." But it just wasn't enough. They got 14 points in that third quarter, then nothing after that. Uh Chargers scored kind of an early fourth quarter touchdown to put the nail in the coffin but it's just offensive line that offensive line for the Raiders was just not ready for the Chargers and uh, the Chargers have a good defensive line uh they they're they have a lot of guys on that line that are uh Linval Joseph uh uh oh it's a uh, Bosa I'm what is a uh, Joey Bosa I was I was about to Nick Bosa TJ there's too many brother duos that are weirdly good at the defensive end position uh, that my brain's not able to wrap my hand around all of them. But these, this high-flying Raiders offense averages like 415-something yards a game, held to 213 on the day. It was it was bad. It was just bad. The Chargers looked really good, though. I think Justin Herbert... This See, I'm, I'm the Segway king right now, so I'm going to pat myself on the back for this one. Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, we got it last week, and I didn't talk about it last week because I got busy. Wish I would have. That that game was just fantastic. But Justin Herbert, I think, really is going to be like Big Ben 2, where he's got this big arm. He's It's amazing what he can do with the football, where he can put it, how accurate it can be, how much power he can put on it. And when he has these good receivers like Mike Williams and got a great beard... Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler out of the backfield. He's got all these targets. Jared Cook, loving tight ends in this game. I think the tight ends might have had all the touchdowns. Uh, Jared Cook had a touchdown. Austin Eckler had one really nice one. And then Donald Parham, Parham. But that's not a name you would have thrown, uh, guessed. That's probably the word. You wouldn't have guessed that name. Donald Parham's going to have the first touchdown of the game. Uh, yeah, it was just, this, just, uh, J- Justin Jefferson. Justin Herbert is a very fun player to watch. I think he's going to be part of the... Well, hopefully he's going to be part of the 
Chargers' plans for the foreseeable future. Uh, 25 for 38 for 222 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Was efficient. Really just ran that offense wonderfully. Austin Eckler also had himself a day. Kind of ran all over that that Raiders defense that looked pretty stout for a, a lot of the year. I say a lot of the year, the first quarter of the year. But yeah, no, I'm just super pumped uh, about just Justin Herbert. He's fun to watch. The Chiefs kind of, I the Chiefs I am worried about, but I'm not worried about Patrick Mahomes always being Patrick Mahomes. I feel like in this situation, Patrick Mahomes might be the Peyton Manning. Well, actually both those, the Brady Manning saga really kind of, they traded who had better like weapons around them and who had the better team around them. It kind of bounced, pinged back and forth between who had more skill around them. Like for a lot of the matchups, Peyton Manning definitely had a better offense around him, but his defense was just kind of a lot of guys that could do their job well and not get crazy fancy with it. They would just be like, our offense is going to put up 28 minimum. So we just got to keep the other team to under 28 and we'll probably win. And they did win a lot of games back in like the 2003 to two, the Bob Sanders, Dwight Freeney, uh, Robert Mathis, that era of Colts defenses. All good, the like good defenses, but they just, no guy was crazy, crazy fantastic. They all just did their job and worked as a unit really well. Yeah, that was a whole rabbit hole. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, not really a hot take here. That's going to be a very fun division matchup for a very, very, very long time. Like, yeah, long time. Moving on to the next segment i guess you could call it is my quarter awards so we are a it's under a quarter technically it's like i don't know what the equation is 23 point or 23.529 that is a roll off the tongue like quarter so we're gonna say it's a quarter my quarter of the way through awards so the awards I'm going to be given out are going to be Offensive Player of the Year, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie, Defensive Rookie, and then Rookie of the Year. And so, with that, yeah, here's, here's my picks. Let's start off with the MVP because I think this is the one that is the most, I'm going to say, runaway. To me, as of right now, hands down, it's Kyler Murray. If you have a vote for MVP in the NFL and you're not picking Kyler Murray, you've got to be crazy. Everybody, like, I just feel like what Kyler Murray, he's throwing a couple more picks, but it's Kyler Murray right now. Justin Herbert's got a chance later on. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, always going to be in the conversation. Josh Allen's kind of figured his life out after those first week and a half. Uh, Dak Prescott looks w good, but I, I just think Kyler Murray is going to be... It's Kyler Murray, without a doubt. I don't think there's any non-quarterbacks that I can think of right now that I would consider being in the conversation. I feel like it's just, like, only a quarterback conversation, which isn't, like, that crazy. It's, like, been that for a while. But um, moving on for my Defensive Player of the Year... Uh, voting i think this one's harder for me because like defensively i feel like there's not a, been a guy that's been crazy 
But if this team stays where they're at now, I really think that Derwin James could be in the conversation for, like, Defensive Player of the Year. Just because of everything that he's doing. Or, see, that, but this is where it gets hard because maybe Joey Bosa. I just feel like what Derwin James is doing for that Chargers defense, kind of being what Jalen Ramsey did for the Rams, um, same defense, defensive scheme, I should say, Brandon Staley. I just feel like he's that, like, really good coverage, strong safety, I guess is the way to put it, where he kind of gets put everywhere. He'll cover guys in the slot. He'll pretty much just play, like, deep middle linebacker. He'll play all sorts of stuff all over the field. So, yeah, actually, I'm going to confidence. Derwin James, that's my guy. Aaron Donald's probably my two, but I'm going to go with Derwin James. So, my MVP, Kyler Murray, Defensive Player of the Year is Derwin James. Uh, and then we'll just go Offensive Player of the Year is going to be Kyler Murray. It's the same. It's pretty much interchangeable for MVP. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Before this week, I very easily would have just said Jamar Chase, I think. Najee Harris. It's hard because a lot of these guys are on bad teams. If Mac, see, this is if. If the awards were given out today, I think it's Jamar Chase. Yeah, it is Jamar Chase. If the award, that's how I've got to frame it, not what they do later on in the year. Right now, if the award is given out, it is given to Jamar Chase. Uh, if the Patriots make the playoffs, I could see Mac Jones getting it. I don't think any of the other rookie quarterbacks will get the time. Kyle Pitts is on a absolutely terrible offense that I did not see coming at all. Devontae Smith is not quite there. Jalen Waddle, I'm trying to go through rookies in my head. Uh, Trey Sermon is a potato. Uh, Rondell Moore is not getting enough time. It's like a lot of guys just aren't getting enough, I think, to pass who I would consider at the top right now, which is probably going to be uh, my guy, uh, Jamar Chase. I think it's hard. It's really hard to uh, to figure out there. But Mac Jones and Jamar Chase are the two guys that I'm pretty, pretty. I feel pretty good about both of them. I would say. Right now, odds wise, let me look. I'll, I'll pull those up. I think right now it's probably Mac Jones if I had to guess, just because he's been the most consistent. Defensive Rookie of the Year. It's got okay. I've got to say it's got to be Asante Samuel Jr. But I, I think it's a, it's Asante Samuel Jr. or Micah Parsons. But then there was that Owusu Koromoa that had a really good game against uh, New England. Had like two sacks. I think I'm going to go with Asante Samuel Jr. But that would put two defensive awards with the Chargers. If the season ended today, it's Micah Parsons. That's how I've got to do it. He's looked great. They moved him to an actual DN pass rusher, and he looks great. That's what he did in high school, I'm pretty sure. Then Penn State moved him to linebacker. He looks a lot more comfortable in that hand down or stand up. Oh, those are complete opposites. That weird outside linebacker pass rusher spot. He looks a lot more comfortable there, and I think he's doing a really good job there. And you know what? I said I was going to do it, but let's do it. Coach of the year. I said Brandon and Staley. It still is, I think. I'm pretty sure that's who it would be. Um, I don't know who else I would put there right now. Because it's if the season ended today. Brandon Staley. Super Bowl champion if the season ended today. I think it's the Chargers. My char The Chargers are my first quarter, like, 
They've got two quality wins. Granted, the Raiders team, I think, will come down a little bit. But Raiders are a quality win. The Chiefs are definitely a quality win. And every team that I think would be in their way on the NFC side is beat up in the secondary. The 49ers, the Bucks, as we saw Mac Jones dissect them, I feel like Justin Herbert would have a heyday over the top on Richard Sherman. And, and especially if Anton Winfield's out for the Bucks. So yeah, Chargers. They won the first 23% of the, NFL, the uh, 2021 NFL season. Write it down. Mark your calendars. So just to recap that little odds favorite segment, we will do the, well, Chargers, I just said, Super Bowl champions of the first 23% Chargers. The play uh, defensive and offensive rookie of the years was uh, just uh, Jamar Chase, and the defensive rookie of the year was Asante Samuel Jr., and I think the offensive rookie of the year the first four weeks would honestly be probably Asante Samuel Jr. Like, I would take him over... Like, we'd have a defensive offensive or a defensive rookie of the year be the rookie of the year, which would be cool. And then my defensive player of the year is Derwin James. My coach of the year is Brandon Staley. And my offensive player of the year is Kyler Murray. And he's also, Kyler Murray's also the MVP. So that, I feel, let me look at the top 29 minutes and 15 seconds. So that was about 30 minutes what I promised I'll do a video on Nebraska that's how I'll fit in Nebraska that was my NFL week three slash four coverage it's not gonna be, like I said I'm gonna try and move away from the here's the box score here's how it happened quarter by quarter because I think that's boring to listen to even if it's my wonderful self talking about it be sure to follow the feed on Spotify go check out the YouTube channel that'll probably be a lot more Nebraska content Nebraska specific if that's something you're interested in I'll be talking about the Michigan State heartbreaking defeat as well as the victorious blowout of Northwestern which is the game I was at very fun game to be at obviously your team puts up 56 gives up seven that's a pretty fun game to be at and be a part of as a fan of that team so be sure to check out the YouTube the Jacob Ross show follow the feed on Spotify Google Play whatever you are listening to this on follow the feed um, and that's all I've got right now. Be sure to email the Jacob Ross show at gmail.com. If you have any thing, any things, any, uh, topics you'd like me to talk about. Shout out to my friend, Robert for, uh, sending me a text saying I like the podcast. Uh, he sent me a text and like quoted when I said Tom Brady's a bad man. So yeah, every time I'm going to shout out a commenter or a person that texted me, but I'm not going to put my number on the internet because that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen with that being said have a great day do all the things i said earlier enjoy the rest of your day and hasta luego uh, goodbye peace out adios see ya